Broadcasting from the 72nd floor of First Canadian Place in the heart of Toronto's financial district, this is Hashtag Finance, the podcast that profiles innovative entrepreneurs and thought leaders operating in the public markets. Presented to you by the CSE, the exchange for entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Grace Pedota, and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Finance. Uh, we're here on another beautiful day in downtown Toronto on the second, the second, 72nd floor of First Canadian Place. Um, I am joined today by Sophia Ruffalo, uh, co-founder and CEO of Bembot. And before I get into that, I woke up this morning, went on Vice News, and apparently in the south of Florida, Miami's, or sorry, Miami's, iguanas are falling out from the trees. Ooh. Yeah, so it's raining iguanas. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> they can't, they're cold-blooded, and they uh, freeze up in the oh trees, and they're falling gosh. because it's too cold for them. And then once it gets a little bit warmer, they're like scurrying away, but apparently (laughs) they become a little bit aggressive. So they're calling it like the iguana apocalypse in Florida right now. (laughs) Okay. So my jealousy of the people who are down in Florida with flip-flops on, I should not be jealous. So don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Sophia, um, aside from the iguanas that are raining in the south of Florida, uh, you are the co-founder and CEO of Fembot. And I just want to know, what is Fembot? Oh, I love this question. And it morphs over time as we grow. But thank you for the opportunity to be here. So Fembot is an online women's business directory, global women's business directory that we started in Toronto. So our biggest base is Toronto um, Women Entrepreneurs. And we soon after creating a a dedicated site for women-owned businesses, we quickly realized that there were gaps for women entrepreneurs. And we added something called our Girls Just Want to Have Funding series. I love that name. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. We like a good play on words like Fembot, French word for woman, and B-O-U-G-H-T, I bought from a woman. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, what does Fembot stand for? Like, what's the meaning behind that? So cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we... We came up with Girls Just Want to Have Funding, and all of our educational programming has an element of how do you get investor dollars or how do you turn down investor dollars because they're not the right money for you. And so that could mean grants, loans, public money, private money. There's, a, And I think we'll talk a little bit more about that. But the idea is to give women economic parity, um, economic equity, essentially by um, giving them the tools and resources that are inhibiting them from actually building sustainable long-term businesses. Interesting. Yeah. And I noticed that on your um, on your website, you kind of have a demographic or a number there that says only six, it was like 6.9%, like women only own 6.9% of their businesses. Do you want to elaborate on that? Sure. So there's a lot of statistics out there. I'll start with there are not enough CEOs out there. That was a bit of a precursor to the why behind Fembot. So we were doing a lot of talking the talk and diversity and inclusion initiatives, and we wanted to walk the walk because we wanted to see more women as CEOs because at the time, and it's actually gone down since then, in 2017, 
2017, I think there were about 32 women CEOs of Fortune 500 companies which is wow right (laughs) we have room to grow room to grow and so the idea is help women become their own ceos what we then found were that um, when you look at the venture money that's coming out it's uh, what 2.2 percent i think last year it it changes and i don't track the numbers exactly (laughs) but something like 2.2 percent of vc money goes to women and 85 percent of the venture money that's out there is actually um there are no principles of the company that are women and so it's just perpetuating um a a cycle that continues to exist and so we want to be that that gap filler to get you from point A to point B to get those venture capital dollars. One of the things we do is try to bring in women investors and put them on our platform as well so that people know who's out there, um, who's going to be supportive or who might be open to introductions to more supportive uh, venture, angel funding and, and other resources. So those are some of our stats. I've got lots more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and and um, and that that that's very interesting. You know that that uh, there needs to be more women CEOs. And you had mentioned before, um, just um, earlier, that you know you want them to get the right funding. And so, mm-hmm. what does that mean? What does the right funding look like to you? Yeah. It, it, you know, I'll give a story of somebody coming to me for advice, um, non-investment advice, <laughs> and uh, and saying that they had gotten an offer for 30% of their company for what was um, a very, very early stage company. And so to give away 30% of your company at such an early stage, you have to be willing to probably not accept a whole lot of money following that. Mm-hmm. That's a difficult path to take. And and so you have to think long and hard. And what I did was I, I counseled her to talk to other people who had accepted money and who had turned down money to understand why that may not necessarily um, be good for the longevity of, of the company. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I used to work in VC and I saw that uh, quite a bit. Um, and uh, there was actually, you know, a manual that we provided mm-hmm. for, um, you know, the different entrepreneurs that would come in that would say, you know, um, y- if you give up so much of your of your company, you know, the, the VC or the main um, funding source, you know, takes a board position, you lose certain mm-hmm. um, powers of your company, and suddenly you are working for somebody else. Exactly. So that's, I find it so unique <laughs> that you are really helping from, you know, that from the start because that's really where it, where it starts. Funding is funding, but you got to find find the right funding, someone to partner yeah. with you to help you grow, right? I I had somebody at one of our at our angel investor event in Chicago say that uh, s- separating from an investor is harder than getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not easy and it's traumatic. Yeah. And there's, yeah, then there's lawyers involved. It's literally, yeah. Yeah, it's expensive, like it's traumatic. You feel like, you know, why bother continuing? Yeah. And so all of this hard work, um, it calls into question a lot of, of what what your intentions and values and goals are. And so you have to be really, really careful about the money you take. Yeah. <laughs> and so what, uh, why did you start Fembot? Yeah. 
So I, I think as a precursor, I mentioned that I really wanted to walk the walk. And I decided that I wanted to spend not only my discretionary dollars on women-owned businesses, but my non-discretionary dollars. Because if we're spending our non-discretionary dollars on women, that means that in economic uh, recessions, those necessary um, services, like business services, those businesses will continue to thrive and sustain through economic downturns. And wow. so that was full cycle. I know, <laughs> I know it's like it, it morphs. And it, what what we found was I wasn't spending my money on women businesses. And if I wasn't a champion of diversity and inclusion, then who is? Mm-hmm. And yeah. where do you find them? Yep. Wow. <laughs> um, and so I noticed that uh, you know. Fembot was was located in different parts of the country. Can you kind of talk more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So on the directory, we have over 600 uh, directory members from all over the world. So over 100 cities in over 10 countries on four continents, which was my big wow moment when that happened. So very excited. Our primary locations are Toronto, and Chicago, and we've recently added Tel Aviv, which is, for those who may not know, Startup Nation. So the tech community and the and the products and services and technology coming out of Israel is quite astounding. And there are some really incredible women there doing some really, really advanced work. Um, so those are our three locations, but we're everywhere, and we and we connect people no matter where they are to one another. That's amazing. Yeah, we have um, a few companies listed on the exchange from Israel, and we've uh, visited a couple of times to nice. um, kind of connect with the startup community there. And I hear that it's actually it's very wonderful, and they're doing a lot of a lot of things over there. So. Well, yeah. if you go back, let me know, because I've got all <laughs> kinds of people I can introduce Amazing. you to. <laughs> yeah, I think we're actually going back uh, sometime this year, so I'll make sure to... Oh, yeah, phenomenal. That would be great. Um, and then I noticed in your history, like your career history, that you used to work at BMO, and when you came mm-hmm. in, you had said that you used to work in this building. <laughs> I did, I did. It's a beautiful building with a beautiful view. <laughs> and can you just talk a little bit more about what you did um, at BMO and kind of like how it helped you um, build Fembot and, and provide those skills? Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I mean, 20 years in law uh, as a U.S. lawyer, or attorney for those in the U.S. listening. And then I I came to Canada, I was relocated by BMO to be the chief compliance officer for one of the retail wealth divisions, the ultra high net worth and high net worth division. And so that breadth of knowledge, um, I used that and then ran an AML team and an operational risk team and then did some credit work. So these seem like disparate items, and then sort of a 180 on my on my career. Um, but I, it's all securities, and it, and we sort of look back at what we were talking about a little bit earlier. And I talk about the funding and funding education and venture capital. You have to understand um, securities laws to be able to have meaningful conversations with people about funding. Um, One of the things I often tell people is, you might have to give back the check because you took it from uh, from someone who isn't an accredited investor. 
And so if somebody is not an accredited investor, you could be tripping up some of the securities regulations if you're not following them exactly to the T, just because your friend gave you a $10,000 check. So how does someone <laughs> find out if if they're getting you know funding from an accredited investor? Well, there are some rules and, and probably some sources on you know on Google, but highly recommend connecting with some of the the law firms who have startup kits for starter companies um, that will help you and they'll assess whether somebody is an accredited investor. So there's a form somebody fills out mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. That, as you know, mm-hmm. you fill it out, you attest to the fact that you're an accredited investor, um, and and then based on that, then there are some, in the States in particular, some securities filings that have to be done or assessments that have to be done, like a 409A. Um, and and so from, from that perspective, if you didn't get the check from an accredited investor, and then you go out later for angel or family office money or VC money, oh. There's there they are going to want to make sure you've followed all the securities laws. And now you've got a problem, and trying to solve that requires lawyers. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. <laughs> it's wow. intense. For more details, if you want to know it, we actually have a live stream that we did Okay. Um, in uh, July out of Chicago where we talk about all the accredited investor rules. It's actually one of the lawyers there who, who we use, um, a woman lawyer in the VC space, which is always a awesome. treat. <laughs> and so Christy Laveau, for anyone who's listening, I'm not jealous. And she really went in depth into some of those rules. Oh, wow. That's great. No, mm-hmm. those that kind of information is really helpful to someone who's trying to grow a business because, yeah, a lot can go wrong right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So you want to really, one of the things I learned in VC is you really want to think long term. Yeah. And, and map that out so that it's, you know, the, the cleanest cap table, right. so to speak, exactly. as possible so that, uh, you know, at the end, it's you've got... Uh, you're free and clear to kind of do what you want and have uh, as yeah. much rain on your company as you can. <laughs> exactly. Even for FemBot and our own um, company and how we've structured it and done the corporate governance, it's all to a view. We're not necessarily going to go out for venture money, mm-hmm. but if we do, we want to make sure that we haven't done something wrong in the beginning. Well, maybe you'll go public on the CSE. <laughs> I think that would be the funnest day of my life. <laughs> and we'll have a, a market open ceremony for you. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then just uh, t- t- uh, speaking about live stream, uh, you're having an event tonight in Toronto, mm-hmm. which you are live streaming. Yeah. Can you talk firstly more about the event? I saw you had some incredible speakers who have been guests on our podcast, Joe Vos and uh, Sarah Tahor. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to just kind of talk about yeah. the topics that will be discussed there, where it's located. Yeah, absolutely. So in Toronto at Love Child Social House, we are demystifying cannabis for women business owners. But truly, it's actually for any business owner. And so for the first time, we have a high contingency of men attending as well. <laughs> so very happy about that. Good support from, yeah. our, from our male uh, ally community. We have what we've done is segmented it into three buckets. So the first is the founder stories, which is really exciting to hear the founder journey. So Helene Vassos, who um, who opened the first retail dispensary in Ontario, woman to open the first retail dispensary. Wow! So she's there, and she'll have a booth. 
And then Trang Trin, who founded a Trek Brands and Blist, and she's absolutely phenomenal. And they'll talk about their founder journey mm-hmm. and talk a little bit about fun- the funding that came with it. Um, then what we'll do is we'll we'll weave in um, our next uh, segment, which is the legal side, the legal and compliance side. So licensing. We've got two women lawyers from the um, Alcohol and Gaming Commission of Ontario, which oh, is wow. really exciting, Amazing. really, really exciting, a rare treat. Yeah. And they'll talk about licensing. And then we have with um, Marta James, who is a lawyer at Sotos, and she does um, uh, the licensing, helps uh, companies with licensing, but also with the marketing and branding roles, which I think is going to be so important. It's very important. All of the digital marketing that we do, there are some pretty strict rules. Mm-hmm. And so anyone that wants to get into events, into photography, into social media, any of those things. It's like a guideline now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So this is really the place. This would be a really nice treat for them. And then our third segment, and always have a soft spot for this one, is on the investor side. And so we'll talk about how to get pitch ready, what companies are eligible for funding. And it'll be really interesting. And we may have to weave in how to think about getting on this. CSE. Yeah, that'd be awesome. (laughs) So we we might have to talk afterwards and maybe I'll throw a question in. (laughs) Oh, amazing. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, and then where can you're live streaming this event? Where can uh, people access the live stream? Absolutely. So the way that the live stream is accessed is we have tickets on Eventbrite. You can buy a ticket and then we'll give you access to our um, live stream. And that um, that access is not just today, it's ongoing. So oh, wow. it's an evergreen access to it. Oh, that's great. And, and so this, this segment can be a resource for entrepreneurs for until they change the laws. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, and so just uh, lastly, before we close here, um, what kind of advice would you offer someone with a side business that mm-hmm. wants to grow their business into full time? Oh, yeah, this is a good one. So n- number one, do not be afraid that you're missing out because you're not going fast enough because you're going at the pace that is right for you. And if you try to look at your neighbor who's going faster. Their circumstances may be different. They may not actually be going faster. And and to really take the time to appreciate your your journey because this is a a fun lesson and and you're bringing your passion to life. Yeah, no, that is important. Yeah, because you always think, you know, am I missing out on this event to learn this more? Am I not reading enough? Am I not doing this enough? But yeah, just take it you know, as your pace. And um, as long as you're doing something every day, that's probably important too, right? Exactly. And getting some sleep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is getting harder. Um, And so you came in from Chicago. I did. Okay. And you were mentioning three flat tires on the way here. How did you manage that? Oh my goodness. (laughs) So we had, we didn't realize we had a slow leak in our tire. As we're driving on the highway, the rubber essentially came off our rim 
and <laughs> we were stuck on the side of the road. They towed us, they're fabulous, it was on the 401. Um, they gave us a new tire, next day it was flat. We're thinking, oh my gosh, we got, they sold us a flat tire. They did not. We took it back, um, again, got a new tire, brought it home, flat again because our rim was cracked in two places. <laughs> and now we're hoping, fingers crossed, that we can get that fixed by oh, tomorrow. Oh my goodness. Or we will be without a place to stay. <laughs> so if anyone wants to take us in. <laughs> and you're having a big event tonight. No, no stress, no stress. <laughs> we're taking it in stride. <laughs> yeah, that's important. Um, well, thank you so much, Sophia, for joining me today. It was an absolute pleasure having you in. Where, for our viewers that don't, know where can we find fembot online on social yeah absolutely so it's f-e-m-m-e like the french word for woman b-o-u-g-h-t like i bought from a woman all one word you can find us on instagram facebook linkedin and twitter great thank you I'm Grace Pedota at the CSC. Thank you again for joining for another episode of Hashtag Finance. If you're watching today, please subscribe to CSE TV on YouTube. And if you listen, please subscribe to iTunes, Spotify. We love it when you subscribe. Thank you again for listening. This is Grace Pedota, and I just finished another Hashtag Finance podcast episode with Sophia Ruffalo.